Welcome to the Roll for Podcast. My name is Raz. And Domo Origato, Mr. Roboto. Welcome to the Roboto today! What? I had no idea where that was going. Yeah, well, you know, we're talking about Warforged today, so, you know. I the robots of Faerun. They really are, aren't they? Yeah. I didn't know that robots were a thing, but here we be. Well, I mean, yeah, they're not quite robots, but robots is a is a kind of a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Because when you say robot, you think uh, like mecha- completely mechanical and like computer based, whereas these aren't that. No, no, they got they got lovely symbols carved into them, and they are constructs with sentience. What sentence? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it, let's dive straight into it then, shall All we? Right. Warforged. I'm, I'm really liking this uh, this race deep dive. You know, um, I'm enjoying learning quite a lot. Like I learned a lot about the um, what's that one we did last week? Dragonborns. Dragonborns yeah, yeah. was a real eye opener. I'm not going to lie. I'm not hugely excited about Warforged. They've but never taken my fancy. They've got a they've got a kind of a place, um, and that place is Eberron. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're all right. They're not. They're not the most um, exciting of of playable races. Not especially with the new ones. Well, I mean they're not new. They were brought out in three point five, but um, well, that's playable. much older than I thought they'd be. Yeah, well, Eberron's not new either. Uh, they, I think they just come out as playable recently. They've just got their own kind of oh, I race see. blocks. See, so they kind of existed in the world, but they didn't give them kind of like player characteristic yeah. uh, player stats yet. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So they are constructs with sentience. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, what they are is well, they were. So Eberron is kind of to get an understanding, you have to understand what Eberron is. So Eberron was brought in as a a completely new setting with a complete new cosmology. It was brought in to to bring in kind of just different, um, just a different flavor of stuff. You know, it's a little, it's more arid. Um, it's a lot more steampunky. It's a lot more kind of. It's a different flavor from what you would get in uh, in Faerun and Forgotten Realms. Oh, so it's not Faerun? No, it's not Faerun. It's different, different place. So, okay, we're going to do some geography now. Oh cause, God, cause, don't do that to me. But this just confuses me about the whole thing. So, Faerun yeah. is your Sword Coast, yeah. your Water Deeps, and all yeah. that. You kind of, that's where the the bulk of your of your things are set yeah you're you're gonna kill me here because i don't know anything about the intertwining and and locations of each compared to each other oh no no i'm not i don't know anything that detailed <laughs> but like so eberron isn't like uh it's a different it's like a different just a different country yeah just imagine it being a different oh, Tyrell is the world isn't it abir and Tyrell are the world right yeah, yeah. so um Faerun is a country uh eberron is a country i guess so i mean they just they have their own so i think they describe it as its own setting with its own cosmology. Sure, okay. Um, it's just a different setting. It doesn't have to be in, completely interlinked. It's not like they've added different areas. Like, um, so uh, what? Uh, what Critical Role did is they added a new continent, mm. uh, Alexandria. You know, they they did all of that. Um, but yeah, so Eberron is is slightly different altogether. So different different setting, more steampunk. Um, Quite Middle Eastern in, in kind of flavour as well. Um, it also has quite a lot of tribal and, and savage aspects to it. Because the half-orcs yeah. on too. Yeah, yeah. So they all came out with that. I wouldn't put half-orcs and warforged in the same kind of boat if I was but, guessing. Okay, so imagine... Um, we'll take Star Wars 
for example. Yeah. Imagine, you know, where did Luke come from? Where where were the first time you met Luke and what is there? Yeah, there's Tatooine and there's droids and there's um sand people. Yep. Yeah, you're, So it's it's really it's like a Look at me with my tiny little mind. I know. Hey? Mm. Just expand it out to the very popular film franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Only the most famous fantasy ever made. Yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of that that feel. It's a, a kind of desert world with everything running off and so Warforged are these constructs. So in Eberron, uh, it introduces you to this thing, um, uh, and it's basically this huge conflict, and it's called uh, The Last War. Okay. And it was one king died. There were, I think, four, maybe five um, people that warred for, uh, obviously, their king- the kingdom, all of it. Um, and it just created this absolutely huge war that decimated the whole place. And whilst this was happening... Uh, they one of the factions created these constructs, these warforged, and the reason why they're called warforged is because they were quite literally forged for the sole purpose of being a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, they're humanoid. Um, they kind of look like whatever you want them to. Um, they kind of I, I like the idea of them being a little bit more C three PO kind of yeah like where it's a bit more tattered. It's a little bit more. Um, you know, sat in the markets of, of Tatooine and being traded. This is one of the questions I was going to ask you, actually. Are they kind of like your Terminator cyborg that are indistinguishable between, between you know, organic people? Or are they your C-3PO's? Oh, they're, they're totally different. Yeah, they don't look okay. organic in any way. Um, it's really interesting. Like, I always assume they look a bit more like a Gollum-esque. Like, they're, they're quite... Uh, they are very mechanical, like looking. There's no, there's no hiding. There's no like synth- synthetic side of it. Um, I, I love the idea of of having them be like warforged artillerists and having them just have this huge cannon that they can kind of morph into and stuff like that. Like they are very, it's like their weapons aren't heavy weapon part of them. Yeah, they are the weapon. They were quite literally forged to be weapons, and I find that really interesting as well because. Imagine if you you have sentience and you're going around the world and you are your whole purpose is that you are just a death dealer, mm. and then having that be kind of again the the dichotomy of what you have is you know when we were talking about the half orcs, you know there's a part of it that you may hate, which is the orc side. There's a part of it that you may find really you know difficult to deal with in in civilized time. Um, same with warforged. You know what happens if it's a pacifist warforged? Yeah. You know, it could be a druid warforged and have an affinity to nature, which <laughs> it shouldn't ever have. It probably shouldn't understand nature. But yeah, so it's interesting. Um, it's quite so. That's good. Um, that's a good place to start your your character if you're going to be a warforged. Is yeah. have you been to war? And like like you say, they're they're made for war. The war's over. So mm. I assume rather than being just decommissioned, they're just released into the world, and you still have this yeah. kind of like. Like you say, your 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 kind of base personality is kill, mm-hmm. but you learn about the world, and maybe you're a druid who loves nature, so you just kill everyone who cuts down trees. And yeah, like, that's yeah. the thing that you have to overcome. That it's not, not not kill is not the first option. Here. No, it's like I, I imagine it's so um, like a rusted, moss-ridden, uh, huge, gigantic like machine, right? And it still keeps the moss and the, and the rust and everything like that, and it forms like this mossy cape running down. And you have this kind of champion of nature that's half nature, half kind of metal. It's, it's that weird 
um yeah that weird conflict within within it i think that's such a cool idea for a character but um yeah i mean they can vary in size they can vary in age they can vary in in so many things you really can this is one of those utility races where you can just be and look whatever however the hell you want i suppose you can't like this is what i was going to ask you next actually is do you have to take their backstory from like ever on the last war or can you say I'm a warforged built by a wizard to mm. be my butler, sort of thing? Absolutely, yeah. You could be a walking, talking recycling bin for all you really care. Like it, it can, you can be anything. It's if it's mechanical, and it, it has the same kind of spirit as the warforged does, then you can be anything. Like I like the idea of like a rogue-like one where it's really thin, like whip thing cable that like brings apart your. You know those blades, uh, you know, uh, paraplegic runners have the blades yeah. they run with, like that. Yeah. So you can jump really high, and you've almost got like a crow's uh, mechanical face that just embodies everything. So it's just this black cloak over this mechanical crow's head with this like... Oh, skeletal body, like, yeah, a, like literally yeah. a metal skeleton. That's such a good idea. But like, that's, and that's your rogue. Like, it doesn't have to be this hulking artillerist with a big cannon for a hand. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this you know, C-3PO thing. You're so right. So I wasn't particularly looking forward to this race because because of the title, Warforged. I, mm. I, I can't really be bothered with, I was created for war and now I am left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, boring. I've heard that story before. Mm. But yeah, if you put it into any of the kind of the less obviously violent classes, mm-hmm. suddenly you've got a really interesting story to make up no. as to who forged you and why and why you're not doing that job anymore. Yeah. I quite like my wizard butler. <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins yeah. or J4NKINS. <laughs> right. How do they work? Bad- Is it magic? Badly. Uh oh yeah well i mean they were they were quite literally for yeah it's, it's magic. So it is it isn't yeah. mechanical. They're not machines. They are. Right. There is an element of it, but sentience is given. So do they need, like, charging? There's no electricity. So I don't need charging up. Are they battery-powered? This is what I'm getting at. What powers them? Is it... It's not petrol. It must be magic. I'm going to assume magic. I mean, yeah, I'd like to... I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Maybe that's part of the creation of your character is... Um, what are you powered by? What are you powered by? Because they don't sleep is one of the things. They're, they're, they're elf-like. And actually, loads of ways, I've noticed, the Warforged... They have that what they call it, um, sentries rest, where they when they're having a long rest, they sit, they don't sleep, they can stay alert, just like the the elves. But they don't. It doesn't specify they need plugging in. Yeah, no, they're they're made of magic, so or they're infused with magic, and they don't also they don't have to just be metal either. They can be like stone, stone. Yeah, you can make a ah oh. wood. It, they can be of organic like material. They're they're infused constructs with sentience, like a scarecrow. You could have a scarecrow, I guess, if you wanted to. Like, and like the really cool thing about Warforged as well is they they almost like in my mind they would always have like a buddy system. Like they would always be paired with an artificer. Because you'd, you'd imagine if you are forged by someone, then you're going to be attached to not, that person. They're not made anymore. This is a thing, right? right? So they they are just after the war ended, no one makes them anymore. So the Warforged, you know sole goal would be to make sure that they can be repaired if if it came to it or things like that so i think there'd be like a there's like a cool bond with with artificing there that's the class that you go to immediately isn't it with this is artificer well, i would almost do a war force just something else and make sure there's an artificer in the party this is session zero isn't it it's, yeah it's going right guys i'd like to play an art i'd like to play war forge yeah 
So I need someone to pair up with me. And, I mean, you said they don't make them anymore. There's no reason why someone can't make a Warforged. No, there isn't. I mean, you can have, you can do whatever they... The great thing about D&D is it's all fantasy. You can do whatever the hell you want. Imagination at the table. Um, although I can't get my mind off of the uh, the Druid um, the Druid Warforged. And it's the Rogue cool Warforged. Who's, who's, um, who's that chappy in, in Star Wars, one of the, the prequels, where he's got the multiple lightsabers? And General Grievous. General Grievous, yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking about, but a smaller version of that for the Rogue. Yeah, I, I'm genuinely like... The, the the skeletal like mechanical crow mm. in my head is just awesome because then it's just that cloak that that fills out its form. Yeah, um, they one of their mechanical features is their um, their uh, constitution is increased. Yeah, and also one other, and very few races get to choose yeah. which one it is, which kind of lends itself to what you're saying about how they can go in anywhere. You can pop it onto strength if you're going to go down the the martial route. I mean, I suppose you could go caster and stick it on mm. charisma, intelligence, wisdom. Yeah. Um, dexterity, like you say, if you're going for a rouge. A, a rouge? A rouge. A rouge. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a versatile class, not what I was expecting from these guys. Uh, the, do you know what? It's weird. And even by their creation, I mean, they they were created like as clean slates. So it makes sense that they can kind of just be molded to whatever creator wants mm. and it, it kind of it's represented in their stats right um and i think that's what's quite cool they are programmable mm. and you just have to find a cool story way to have them programmed and to pick the things you're picking it feels a bit it feels a bit strange because we say that we build our characters mm. we make our characters Literally. we build our characters <laughs> and suddenly i'm like well we can really build this character out of nothing. They can be whatever we want. That's the case with every character. Yeah, you do. <laughs> with the ability of imagination, mm. you can make it anything but you want. We talked about the Dragonborn and how you're kind of told your personality trait and you've got a lot of history there. Whereas with your Warforged, you really do have a clean slate. Yeah, I mean, it's quite, it genuinely is quite literally from a war. They created these things with sentience. They are modular, including the stats, they're modular. Mm. You can just kind of do whatever you want. Most people are going to go. You know, your, your standard route, aren't they? They're going to just put a big old sword or put a big old gun next to them and just have them be weapons. But the other options, like the caster side, like how the hell do they channel that magic? Well, they they are, like you say, they're, they're built with magic and powered by magic. So there must be some... Like, sorcerer is a good way to go down. Mm. And you're you're channeling your magic. Like, you've learned to channel the magic within you yeah. to, to outwardly. Um, you could even kind of... Maybe go down the warlock route and and say your patron is your maker. You yeah, know? you were, that's what yeah that's what infused you. Because I mean, again, like their morality, their morality is completely clean, right? Mm. It can be whatever you want. Like you can be true neutral, and also because of that, like they, you can put uh, fun personality quirks in there because they don't have to be like normal at all. They can ha- they can be very strange. Like, um, let's put it this way. If you had uh, like a, a Warforged fighter and mm. it had like Battle Master and stuff like that, the backstory could be uh, they were used as uh, a, a kind of a radar array for scouting targets, which is why they're a Battle Master because every single situation they have the visor that comes down and goes and mm. then like selects the most, you know, dangerous target and. You know, stuff like that. So it kind of will walk in. Like. I was going to say, actually, I think if you're going to be a Warforged, the most important thing to do is to pick your personality quirk. Pick it very, very carefully yeah. because you've got to play it. Yeah. You've got to role play it. Um, 
put a lot of thought into it and really go for it because all of your in your um in pop culture yeah your Warforged S characters, your your Terminator, your C three PO, your Johnny Five, mm-hmm. they've all got these kind of um, inhuman quirks that make them the characters that they are, and it's yeah. a really good opportunity like to data in in Star Trek. Yes, like it's a really, and they built a whole like they built seasons around data yeah. and and his inability to be human. Mm. Um, but you're yeah you're dead right. Pick pick that one thing. That that makes you that stands you out because it's really interesting. We found this by doing one shots, didn't we? It was so much easier to pick a character when you just focused on one bit of role play yeah. and then let the whole rest of it like come into line afterwards. Let it snowball after your one little quirk, like your dirt wizard. We keep coming back to your dirt wizard. <laughs> it's the worst. Jet was like the least fun character to play. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because I was a farmer. <laughs> what about your What about your barbarian? He thought he was a wizard. That was great fun. That was... I, I, that's probably my favorite one so far. Okay, uh, my I had my tortle who liked cutting themselves. Oh yeah, that was terrifying. I was terrifying. You were a blood hunter, weren't blood you? Blood hunter, yeah. But you know, where else was I supposed to go with that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, DM. Yes. How are we DMing uh, Warforged in a Faerun setting? So we go back to session zero, mm-hmm. you know, and um, DM says, right, we're going to be, we're going classic fantasy. We're going down the Sword Coast. It's going to be a, you know, a dragon heist, water deep thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the players goes, oh, okay, cool. I really want to play a Warforged though. Fantastic. I assume you're letting them. Yeah, of course. Okay. So how how is the public in Faerun reacting to a Warforged or do you just go you're playing a Warforged alright Warforged now exist in my world you can go both ways can't you I mean it's it depends on whether you want to be a dick <laughs> so, like it really does it goes down to and also it depends on the person like if you were doing it in one of my campaigns I would make it purposely quite difficult for you to wander around because it's fun sure to fuck around um, if it was someone else that I didn't know that well I would go Warforged are just, you know, there might be a couple of people that go, you know, you talk to your motherboard like that <laughs> <laughs> and, and make awful kind of you know, tech quips. But yeah, I, I it really does depend on, on the person that's playing the Warforged. I think you can have a lot of fun with it because you yeah. can make it an unusual thing without making it difficult. Like, for example, people in a tavern always assume they're a waiter and mm-hmm. children are always trying to put coins in them because they think they're a jukebox. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that. I think it's cool. Like, I think that kind of stuff going on it adds all of the flavor in the world, mm. and it makes you feel. I guarantee, like the the Warforged player feels more part of the world because of that. But just don't make people go like, "Oh, you shiny bitch." Well, we're once again back to racial tension, aren't we? Don't yeah. Put it in your campaign, like it can it can exist without it being confrontational and violent. Yeah, that's. I mean, so true. And also, why would you want to bring that, you know, as as a constant as well? Because it would have to be constant. It can't just be in one place. Yeah. Yeah, you got to um, lay it across your world. Yeah. Okay, religions and warforged don't don't really have them. So this is this is where the this is where the the interesting stuff can really come in. Like, if you do want to go down the religious route, then mm. why not? But typically, they don't have any preference on religion. They don't. They have no real need for it. And how would that work? Kind of, I want to say mechanically speaking. But if you wanted to play a warforged paladin, mm. say, or a warforged cleric, even better, mm-hmm. are the gods in your world going to be interested in a? non-organic <laughs> sentient weapon. Oh, I suppose that's the thing, right? So 
It could be... God, think quick. Uh, so, okay, so there was obviously a massive civil war that they were forged in. Mm. The sentience of this creature, the infused nature of it, as they were wandering the battlefield, they started um, going against their programming or their, their master's will, and they started healing people as they were walking past. And a god saw this ripple in, in nature, picks it up, and then deems this one war forge because of their sheer willpower, even though they've been, you know, infused by this magic and will to go out and do something, you know, that is war or weapon related, they've chosen to heal. And they've seen that as like a beacon down down on the material plane. I absolutely love that. I mean, do you thought that up on the spot? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm just going to spin off that a little bit. Okay. So you know how you get, um, uh, what movie is it? Uh, some kind of Robots Against the World movie. Um, like that Will Smith one? iRobot. iRobot, yeah. where the robots have to protect the humans. But mm. the only way to protect the humans is to kill all the humans. Cause, yeah. yeah. So maybe the Warforged, who is programmed to kill in war, realises that the only way they can keep killing is to first heal them so they can <laughs> kill them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Got to make everyone healthy so I can kill them good. Well, this is it. So that's why they're doing it. And the then killing so, two electric boogaloo. Yeah, then they, then they, I don't know, they, they get their paladin thing and they're going, oh, I've got a little bit more magic now that I've been doing all this good stuff. And that's, and then it starts a snowball. Then they, yeah, then and they, then they just forget the other nature. I, it's really interesting how, like, talking about sentience and and willpower and you know nature versus nurture and all of that in a in a fantasy setting with a quote-unquote blank slate mm. is really interesting to me like i don't it you can handle it in so many different ways and i think it opens up like the more i talk about warfare and i think i find this with every race that we talk about now i find a character that i want to play in there yeah like i'm sat there going like oh i really love the idea of the druid warfors the mechanical versus natural the the whole kind of change in that and your your druid warforged have you got like a? Would you have a backstory? Would it be a case of like they woke up in the forest, not remembering anything, and just kind of attuned to it? If you know what I mean. I almost as if I think um, so. It would have to f- like regain its power because in my head it's like it lost its sentience. It sat for a, like decades, just rusting and and growing moss. And perhaps like I would have like a small companion that's like a small yellow bird that made a nest in my head, and I would yeah. still keep that yeah, nest yeah, yeah. there. And I then there would be a case like maybe like um, like a wizard battle or something something, and I get hit with something, and it's and it like re- a revivifies. Yeah, like yeah. it restokes or like someone one of the roots entangles up my leg and into my core, and then someone does something to the tree or something like that that gives me sentience again, and and you possibly act a bit more like a tree like you don't understand that you're mechanical i don't think that that would be that would be the interesting bit right mm. so you don't understand that you're a big robot you think you are a walking talking nest for this bird that's that's your purpose i am a nest for this bird i can do all these things my i protect the bird uh can your druid wild shape oh fuck i'd love to yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> It's like Transformers, yeah. Autobots roll out, kind of. That'd be amazing. Although, you, this is the thing. So you do restrict yourselves when, like... I think this is why not a lot of people do Warforged. Can I give you, you my, my theory on yeah, it? Yeah, of course. So just from chatting to you about Warforged now, I get the feeling that creating a Warforged backstory is more fun than playing a Warforged character. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it's 
rough. Yeah. So maybe it's one for the DMs to like pop some Warforged into your world for your party to find. Because you get to have all the fun with it without having to do 1 to 20. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. I think I'm sat there going like, oh yeah, I'd do this, I would do that. And that's what, I think that's what happens. You get your DM brain on and you start creating all these fun little one-shot characters, right? Like Mm. they're not, you don't want to do a massive long campaign. If I was going to do that, I would choose, you know, something else. But... Um, Your dragonborn paladin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like paladin's a really strong shout for the next campaign. Mm. Paladin or warlock, I think for me. Yeah, yeah. Or rogue. After having seen how the rogue works, I'm kind of quite tempted by rogue. Buy a lot of dice if you play a rogue. You need like a bucket of d6s. Yeah, I'm not one of those. I'm not a dice you're not goblin. An optimizer. No, I've got. To- <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not at all. Ellie said genuinely. Ellie said to me, um, she was like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm actually a little bit worried about playing with you." And I was like, oh, why is that? And he went, well, you play very differently to everyone else. I went, what do you mean? He's like, well, you're kind of a cut your nose off to spite your face if it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I don't think you're going to actually be like that when it comes down to that. Once you get attached to a character and you're desperate for them not to die. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've, I've never really got attached yeah. to I've got quite attached to some NPCs, I yeah. will say. There's mm. a couple of them that I'm like, I really don't want anything bad to happen to them, but I will mm. if you force me. Going back to the Warforged, you just... Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> Wandered off. Not my brain there. Um, I think another problem with Warforged is because they're because they're not people, because they're not born, and they don't have families, I think you care about them less. Oh, that's... Well, the kind of the nice thing is that the, you see the... I mean, you've seen Iron Giant. I haven't, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, go watch Iron Giant and then tell me you don't care about a robot. Yeah, well... I will just leave you with one word, and that is Superman. Okay, I'll and watch Iron Giant. It's so good. You got a young young kid, like yeah. I mean, I, I got attached to Johnny Five in Short Circuit, but even so, it's just less. It's less important. Because, I have actually uh, no idea what that is. Do you not? No. You haven't seen Short Circuit? No. Oh, and I'm not that much younger than you, dude. It's amazing. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Short Circuit Two, I think, is better. But um, the robot becomes a punk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? If I could send anything that would be your kind of film, it would probably be that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, but no, that's how I think that's how I felt about it. Like I've listened to podcasts where there are Warforged, and I never really get attached to those characters. And it might actually be because the quirks, the quirks make them kind of less human and more kind of comedic. I don't know when you haven't got a tragic family backstory and your parents hate you or you lost your children, whatever. I think it makes you less 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 special. Sentience doesn't equal human, you know. Yeah, but they've got. I mean, again, so with the bad stuff, they do have other things. Like, I mean, they can't. They don't age. Mm. So, do they love and care and get you know loss as well because they don't age? Is that a thing? Like, um, you know, is there are they gendered in any way? Do they understand that? Do they understand romance? Do they understand all this stuff? Do they, you know. There's a big learning curve to be had being a Warforged. I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, like a story arc, like for you to learn yeah. all these human things. Um, again, I think it's, it's a cool idea for a backstory and a less fun idea to actually yeah. play. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So so the tagline of Warforged is cool character, shit player character. Definitely an NPC. Okay. Oh, that's the thing that kids say to each other is like a put down now, by the way. What? Like, oh, you're such an NPC. <laughs> that sounds great. Standing around and just chilling out for a bit. <laughs> Waiting for the murder homos to come and get <laughs> you. 